Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Central America are headed home after being trapped in civil unrest. I'm Luke Luker. A positive job review nets the Prince William County School boss a pay raise. Also ahead, police say protests outside the homes of Supreme Court justices are getting too loud. I'm Nick Ainelli. A closer look at the field of candidates running for Maryland governor in 10 minutes. It's 4 o'clock. This is CBS News on the Hour, sponsored by Dell Small Business. I'm Tom Foti in Washington. President Biden's Mideast trip ended with unresolved questions about just what he did and did not say to the Saudi crown prince about the murder of a dissident Saudi journalist that the prince is suspected of having ordered. Mr. Biden claims he had strong words. The Saudi foreign minister who was there says he didn't hear them. True? No. That is Mr. Biden returned to the White House. The Biden trip began with a new agreement between the U.S. and Israel to partner in stopping Iran's nuclear ambitions. Even though Mr. Biden also wants to restart global negotiations with Iran over its nuclear program, something Israel strongly opposes. The president also announced new economic aid to the Palestinians, even though he admitted Israeli-Palestinian peace talks are a way off. And in Saudi, he announced a series of regional, economic, technological, and military agreements and squared off with the crown prince over human rights. Correspondent Ed O'Keefe and still overseas reporting from war-stricken Ukraine, correspondent Holly Williams. Russia's defense minister ordered his troops to, quote, further intensify military action across Ukraine. Now, we don't yet know exactly what that's going to look like, but certainly many people expect this conflict to become a grinding war of attrition that may be fought over several years. It has already lasted close to five months. Back here, with emotions rising since that leaked partial showing of surveillance video of the Rob elementary school massacre in Uvalde, Texas. Survivors and victim families now await the release of all of it later today. 19 children, two adults, were killed in that mass shooting. State lawmakers will play the entire 77-minute hallway surveillance tape from inside Robb Elementary for the victims' families. They'll also provide a draft of the State House Committee's investigation into what happened. The truth is what they're going to see, and then they're going to see those agencies that were in there and were standing down. Esmeralda Mickelson is among the protesters at the Uvalde Town Square. Stop the Uvalde cover-up, y'all. That's what they're doing. Chris Fox for CBS News, Uvalde, Texas. On the Health Watch, a shortage of vaccine against monkeypox in major cities. Correspondents Michael George and Dr. John LaPook. Right now, the CDC says there are at least 1,841 cases nationwide, with outbreaks reported in 43 states and Puerto Rico. There's not a lot of experience in this country with handling monkeypox, so people have to be patient with each other, and we have to understand it's very important to get the word out and to educate everybody. As the vaccine rollout expands, it's a relief for those able to get the shots. And COVID-19 cases still on the increase again, too. This is CBS News. Dell's Black Friday in July sale is here with savings on top-rated business computers with Intel Core processors. Upgrade today by calling 877-ASK-DELL. 403, Sunday morning, July 17, 2022, 71 of the nation's capital. A warm, muggy day ahead. Highs into the mid and upper 80s.
Good morning, I'm Ian Crawford. The top local stories we're following at this hour, a man is dead this morning. After what police in D.C. are calling an officer-involved shooting in Southwest. The department says it happened around 9 o'clock last night in the 800 block of Wharf Street. D.C. Police Chief Robert Conti says two off-duty police officers saw a person pointing a gun just outside a restaurant. It's not clear where that person was aiming the gun, but it was recovered at the scene. Officers fired at least one time. Conti says the man shot later died. That person uh, suffered a uh, deadly gunshot wound as a result of an action without police officers. Another person uh, suffered a non-life-threatening graze wound has been taken to an area hospital uh, for treatment. No officers hurt. Stay with WTOP as we get more information on this unfolding story. You will get it too. It's 4.04. An investigation continues in Alexandria, where police are looking for answers after a deadly home invasion robbery yesterday morning. Two people have died after being shot on Century Drive in Alexandria, not far from Duke Street. Police have made an arrest and say there's no longer any danger to the public. They got the call about a burglary around 7.30 this morning. There are multiple calls of uh, possible burglaries in progress. Alexandria Police Chief Don Hayes. We're going to be here for a while um, with the resources that we have to make sure we cover everything that we need to cover before we leave here. Because again, it goes from like three different locations in the complex. Melissa Howell, WTOP News. Concerns over inflation and rising gas prices in Panama are having an adverse effect on a local group it set out to do some good. Here's WTOP's Luke Lukert. It's because of widespread protests in the country over inflation and rising gas prices. Roadblocks stranded around 30 teenagers and chaperones from four Maryland Seventh-day Adventist churches. They include Frederick, Athelton in Columbia, New Hope in Fulton, and Spencerville churches. The civil unrest has shut down much of the country, especially major roads, and it prevented the mission group from their final destination where they would help build a school. A spokesman for the Chesapeake Convention of Seventh-day Adventists says all members of the group are safe and healthy and they have made it through a brief window through the roadblocks in the early morning hours and are now waiting for flights home. Luke Luger, WTOP News. It's 4.06. Three of the nine justices of the U.S. Supreme Court live in Montgomery County. Their homes have been the sites of protests ever since the overturning of Roe v. Wade. Now, county police say protesters have been getting way too loud. While Montgomery County Police Chief Marcus Jones says he wants to respect the right of protesters to speak out, he says they don't have the right to disturb others, including neighbors of justices, who at times haven't been able to sleep because the protests have been too loud. Protesters are utilizing megaphones, drums, and loud recorded music. He's warning that that could be considered disturbing the peace or even disorderly conduct, which could lead to protesters being arrested. There's been an ongoing concern about those protests. Last month, a man accused of plotting to assassinate Justice Brett Kavanaugh was arrested by Kavanaugh's Montgomery County home. Nick Ainelli, WTOP News. Any parent will tell you child care costs in our area are not immune to rising prices. D.C. tops the list as the most expensive for hiring a nanny and the most expensive for daycare. And that's according to a survey by Care.com of more than 3,000 adults. The average weekly rate for a nanny is $855, and that's 23% above the national average. For daycare, the average weekly rate is $419, which is 85% above the national average. The survey also offers tips to help parents save money on child care, like discussing care benefits with your employer and setting aside pre-tax dollars to pay for care. Acacia James, WTOP News. After traffic and weather, a closer look at Tuesday's primary race for Maryland's open governor's seat. It's 407. I'm Dr. Lee Beers with the American Academy of Pediatrics. As a mom, I know it's hard to parent during a pandemic. 
Kids are back in school, but you worry they'll be sent home because of a COVID exposure or just the sniffles. And you worry about your child getting sick from COVID and ending up in the hospital. What gives me peace of mind is the COVID vaccine. It's safe and effective against serious illness. And now kids five and older can get the vaccine. Please call your pediatrician. Colorectal cancer doesn't stop for COVID-19. Hello, I'm Dr.